What would you do if you could do anything? Welcome back to The Purpose Effect. I'm Elena. When you don't attach to things or expect outcomes from anything outside of yourself, you just say, nope, I'm, I'm content, and you find that inner peace within yourself. When things happen around you, you don't move into a low vibration. You stay in that high vibration of peace. This is why they always say, come back to within. Your, your body is now not triggering because, again, this is something we told our body to do. Hey, here's my expectation. If this doesn't happen, we're going to respond because I need that. Well, we can train our, ourselves to say, I'm not, I have no expectation of this outcome. Whatever happens is in my best interest. There's been a lot of talk about manifesting recently, but creating your reality through the power of thought is nothing new. It started with the new thought movement in the early 19th century and entered mainstream consciousness with Rhonda Byrne's bestseller, The Secret, in 2006. But lockdowns throughout 2020 brought on a new surge of interest. Google searches for manifesting went up more than 600%. And on TikTok, views of manifestation content are surging past 9 billion. So what's going on? When the world feels deeply unstable, it's natural to look for ways to take back control over our realities. While we can't control a global pandemic, maybe we can control whether or not we become victims of our circumstances. I'll be honest. I was skeptical about manifesting until I started following today's guest, Brittany Welsh. Brittany links manifestation to a lot of the cognitive behavioral therapy techniques that I do buy into. She believes that if you're wasting cognitive energy on the things that can't or won't happen for you, in other words, your limiting beliefs, you're actually training your brain to view that as your reality. So why not change the internal narrative? Brittany and I talk about how our purpose is to continue to expand and grow, the power of manifestation and developing new habits, and how to manifest more money. Bet you like the sound of that. But to begin with, we talk about her aha moment when she realized that if she was unconsciously manifesting anyway, she might as well try to consciously manifest the life she wanted. We're always manifesting. There's, there's no saying, oh, I'm not going to manifest today. You're always creating a moment in time. We are always living in this moment in time. We're always creating in it, whether you're aware of it or not. That's the process of cognition where we're having thoughts, feelings, and actions in this present moment. That moment compounds with the next moment. And before you know it, you've put together an entire reality around you based on a series of thoughts, feelings, decisions, and actions that you're having. For me, it was realizing that, okay, this is already happening. Now, what types of things do I want to think, feel, and do around me? And I I wanted to flex my conscious manifesting muscle by initially just saying, okay, I'm going to manifest whatever object it would be. And this is a, a practice that I would recommend listeners doing is just pick anything. It can be a flat, a type of flower, an elephant, a letter, a, uh, a sound. It could be a multitude of things, but pick one thing for me, it was a frog. And I said, world around me, show me a frog. That was me not realizing that it wasn't the world around me that was going to drop these things in, but that was how I spoke it. Yeah. And I said, world around me, show me a frog. And milliseconds later, I was out on a run. I see a frog lawn ornament out of the corner of my eye. And then a couple of houses later, I see another frog lawn ornament. 
And that's when it occurred to me that I had now told my brain what to look for. And now my brain was doing its job in finding it for me from the world around me. And I was also realizing this language and manifesting. That's exactly what it is. I lifted the veil to see all the frogs, to see the abundance of frogs that were around Mm -hmm. me. I also was able to um, figure out what the limitations were of my manifesting abilities and the timeline for which it, it could po- you know, populate into my life. Just pick one thing and you'll start, whether it's you see it on someone's t-shirt, whether you overhear it in a conversation that's happening away from you, this, the same as choosing your sign from the universe saying 1111 is a good omen. Whenever it's physically possible from the world around you, your brain will call out those numbers. You've trained your brain to look for it, and now you have a bias for seeing it because yeah. you believe, you know, it's it's a good omen, and you're feeling good at the present moment. If you're not feeling good, your brain's just gonna be like, nope, we don't want to see that right now. <laughs> We're creating a different type of bias where we don't see the abundance that's around us. What was happening in your life when this journey um, began? You've spoken of, you know, that moment, which I think is a challenge for a lot of women um, when we become parents, when, you know, motherhood is, it changes everything in your life, right? It changes your relationships, your relationship with yourself in particular. And when you went back to work after motherhood, what you were doing previously wasn't working for you anymore. How can you use manifestation to get unstuck in those moments when, Things are not aligned for you. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's your work life. Maybe it's, you know, a financial issue. For me, I, I, I have this belief that we tend to romanticize life and what it's supposed to be and finding this intense purpose that is mm-hmm. so elaborate. And I think a lot of the times we forget we are simply just creatures on this planet wanting to evolve, which is something that we've always wanted to do is just simply evolve and expand as a species and just survive. (laughs) And I, I, right. I can't overstate it enough where the universe is just rippling out and evolving and continue to grow and just, you know, pave its own path. It, it continues to go out into the abyss in the same way that, that we've evolved into this species and, and what comes after it with all of these really great evolutions of consciousness is, I don't know where we're going to land. No one does, you know, we, we can't foresee the future. Yeah. So when, when I, it was really confusing for me because I didn't understand my myself as a, a a piece of biology of, you know, I wanted to have children and I felt the need to have children because that's what I'm designed to do. I'm also designed to want to expand and learn more and grow more because that's part of our evolution. So mm-hmm. when I, I put that into perspective it became very clear that I wasn't feeling comfortable in the setting I was because I wasn't expanding and growing as, as a, a from a cellular level. I mean, yes, as a species, we're yeah. continuing to grow and learn from these experiences and and be better so that we can survive and, and treat each other better uh, altogether. But and you know, obviously, the other things like treat the world better because it won't be here, and you know, just trying to figure it all out. But when I realized that I, my purpose is to expand and grow it, it really started to not matter as much what exactly I was doing, but that I was learning something. And that if I felt stuck, 
I knew that staying in that place was not my purpose or how I was designed to be because my, yeah. my design is to expand and, and I, it, getting stuck, it just, it couldn't be an option for me anymore because I just, it's either, it's either survive and, and move forward or essentially die. And I don't mean to say that in a way that seems so, you know, but it, that's why we feel this way. That's why we feel unfulfilled in a life that we check all the boxes in life. We're like, okay, yeah, met, met the person, check, had got the house, check, had the kids, check. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, wait, what, what what's happening here? <laughs> and, you know, we wonder why we get there, but it's, what was the last time that you expanded your own personal being? When was the last time you contributed to help the world around you expand and learn something? When did you add some sort of value to the world around you. And if you're not doing that, you very likely are feeling stuck and there's no other option. But there's um, the other thing that I really like to also tie into the mix is we are designed to feel uncomfortable when we're doing new things because the unknown could be death. <laughs> Again, yeah. I don't mean to just take it, swing real hard, but it, it could be. Yeah. So then you have to identify, okay, well, what's going to happen at the other side of this? Am I going to die? Is this, and if it's not, then it's like, well, I might as well go for it because I feel pulled to it. And that means that it's part of your expansion and you'll just naturally feel uncomfortable because it's the unknown. But when it becomes known, you'll feel just fine. And then you'll go back, you'll go to the next unknown thing. Because again, that's simply what we're designed to do. So for me, it was just a reframing of, I have to, I have to choose movement because I'm designed to do that. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Croods? Oh, yes, The Croods. Yes, my kids love it. Yeah, it's like a Stone Age um, cartoon. Right, and so the father wants to stay in the cave, but and everything else means death because there's so much unknown. But really what helps them survive, because they would have died had they stayed in the same place, was this evolution of moving forward. Yeah. And they, they got so much more abundance and, and so much more out of that, that experience because they were living out this purpose. But they got, you know, they had it all yeah. together. So uh, that's I, I love when you we can get little children's <laughs> stories that just completely have a life of uh, knowledge in them. Yeah, I mean, um, so many children's stories, right? That's the design of them to teach uh, <laughs> children lessons that we grow up and and stop and stop listening to. Um, but I, I really like that notion that our purpose on this on this planet is to continue to move forward and expand and survive. But I think you're using survive in a very broad sense, as in like constantly, maybe even evolve, um, and and that's what manifestation helps us do evolve and um design the world around us yeah the with manifesting i I love i love it because it was a lot better to help me step into my creative potential because it wasn't like Mm -hmm. writing stuff down checking the whole checking boxes or, or being strategic that felt very constricting yeah. and be a feeling as somebody mm-hmm. who's creative, the language and manifesting lends itself to that because I could essentially say I'm going to set goals and I'm going to achieve those goals and I could move towards them with conviction. And that's essentially the same thing as manifesting language is the only um, difference between the two mm-hmm. with manifesting. Again, I, I think we, we can sometimes also attach it, to, oh, I'm, I want to have the house. I'm going to have the money. I'm going to have all this yeah. abundance. It's going to be so easy. And again, it, 
easy is a, is a language thing of, are you can use that language if you want to, that thing's stopping you <laughs> from using that language yeah. of it being easy. And, and it could, it could be very easy. You just persuade yourself through affirmations that life is easy. And then you'll start to find opportunities for it to be easy through cognitive biases. And you'll just have an experience of it being easy. Again, that's you being a powerful creator. There, the only issue with that is it, it tends to then be portrayed as something very magical. And I believe it's magical, yeah. but not in the sense that people misinterpret manifestation of I can only manifest the the beautiful things. And, uh, you know, this is me taking it, making it easy for me to get money. You still have to take action. You still have to lean into discomfort. There's, there's so many different, there's so many different laws of the universe. There's still gestation periods. It doesn't happen instantaneously, though it it could be varied Mm -hmm. amount of time between when you decide you want to manifest, you know, consciously manifest something to when it physically appears into your reality. I just feel like there's a lot of misinterpretation around what's creating the reality. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute because I think I mentioned this to you before. I used to be a skeptic because I thought all of those things that you've just outlined, that it was very magical, that there was no scientific basis for this, that it was just wishing and hoping and not doing the work. So what then is manifesting effectively and manifesting in a way that actually creates impact for yourself and and for your personal growth? manifesting is creating a physical reality. So bringing it into the physical and that requires action um, more likely than not. You have to be somebody who creates the reality (laughs) to get the reality. So you have to be somebody who has the thoughts that then you see the opportunities from the world around you. And you have to have the feeling that it's possible for you to be able to, to have your brain identify those opportunities and then you have to then take the action when in manifesting they you you have the affirmations you have the thought you choose the thought when you believe that so affirmations are simply persuading yourself to have a new belief so let's uh, let's say the belief is that i'm going to earn a hundred thousand dollars a year maybe you were earning mm-hmm. $80,000 a year. Saying the affirmation of I'm worthy of $100,000 a year is simply persuading yourself to have a new belief. You'll know it's a new belief okay. when it feels good when you say it. So now this is you being in alignment. You have the thought, you've chosen the thought. At this point, you believe it, you feel good about it. Now you take the inspired action towards it. And now you're somebody who creates that reality. If I can get your brain on board and, and having the belief that this is absolutely real just from how we process information around us as a starting off point. And then, I mean, it's very mm-hmm. logical. Right? Affirmations persuade you to believe something. Okay. What do you want to believe that it's easy for me to try new things very often? Okay. Keep affirming that yeah. Affirm it multiple times in the day when it feels really good, you'll know that you believe it. That's why it feels good. And then from there, you take inspired action. And before you know it, you're just creating reality and you're seeing from the world around you how it's easy for you to try new things. When you break it down like that, if you do that enough moments in time, like a habit, you then create a reality where you're constantly seeking out these opportunities. You've you've trained your brain, which again, just a really incredible tool. But I think 
we speak of it as if it's this burden of the monkey brain. We have to control the monkey brain. It's like, maybe we, we don't try to control it. Maybe we try to train it better to create what we desire. And then yeah. it, everything's working out for you. And you are the one creating these realities, these experiences, because you're choosing what you want your experience to be. And as long as you just stop and say in the present moment, well, what do I think? What do I want to feel about this thing? And then what action do I feel inspired to take? one moment at a time compounds and suddenly yeah. the world around you has completely changed. What you're saying reminds me a lot of um, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read mm-hmm. Atomic Habits, but he says something similar. Essentially, he just uses slightly different language that the first step is to um, identify the person you are. So for example, it could be, I'm a person who's open to new experiences, tries new things. Then you have to do things that back up that belief after you've affirmed it and you feel good about it. And then eventually, the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, you've, you've created that world for yourself. You've become the person who tries new things. Right. James Clear, I, uh, I've listened to the book. There's really good information, too, about self-identifying. So, for yeah. example, when someone says they want to manifest a healthier lifestyle, start identifying as somebody who eats healthy. Just start with yeah. the affirmation. I'm a healthy eater. I'm a healthy eater. Before you know it, you open up the fridge and the first thought that comes to your mind is I'm a healthy eater. You're suddenly snapped out of it of just choosing, you know, the, the candy cakes or whatever it may be. Yeah. And you're like, well, wait, if I'm a healthy eater, what am I choosing differently? And then you start to develop you start to create that shift because we're energetically optimized as human beings. So we're designed to be habitual. And once you set these new habits for yourself, they become very easy, but to change them requires a lot of work and effort, which is why a lot of people will struggle and just go back into old patterns because it's much easier. You made a great point of, you know, taking a step back and and identifying like who you are and who you want to be. A lot of people don't even know who they are or what their, their habits are to identify what they've created or they feel like, Oh, this, whatever's around me, isn't what I want. And why is it here? And, you know, they can blame everything and everybody that's around them. But if they took a couple of moments to write down what their thoughts are, what their feelings are, and what actions they take in a day. So maybe for a week, just journal. Okay, here's some thoughts that popped into my head. Here's some feelings. And be really honest with yourself because it doesn't serve you to do anything other than that. From there, you'd be like, oh, I can see how <laughs> I'm, I've am i created this reality for myself. And now if I say that in each present moment, I choose different thoughts, feelings, and actions, those will become my new habits as, as long as I choose those more often than not. Well, what do I now want to create for myself? We decided what were good and bad feelings, right? Yeah. We decided that sad, uh, frustration, anger, these are all bad feelings. They're low vibrational feelings. And then you have the, um, you have happiness, joy, peace, contentment. So it's on a science scale. We identified what was good and bad, but you, I, I think we've gotten to a point in our evolution where we identify that we can choose different thoughts and we can we have the creating potential to train ourselves to have different series of thoughts. I think the next layer of this is going to be, we can choose ourselves to have a different series of feelings. And yeah. right now we're sort of moving through a space of all feelings are valid. And I, you know, I absolutely agree with that. Feelings are a really good indicator of something else that's going on. So they're valid. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's identifying something else. 
you'll notice that, and this again is, is science as far as we're designed to feel low vibrational feelings when we attach to an expectation, an outcome, a response from somebody else. And when we don't get that, that's when we feel those low vibrational feelings of frustration, anger, mm-hmm. you know, um, disappointment in something that happened around us. But as long, and that's our body saying, Hey, that was, you decided that we needed that. And, and when I say survival, but like we needed that and that didn't happen. So this isn't good. We need to figure out a way to recoup this because we didn't get what we needed. So something must be missing when you don't attach to things or expect outcomes from anything outside of yourself. You just say, Nope, I'm, I'm content. And you find that inner peace within yourself. When things happen around you, you don't move into a low vibration. You stay in that high vibration of peace. This is why they always say, come back to within your, your body is now not triggering because again, this is something we told our body to do. Hey, here's my expectation. If this doesn't happen, we're going to respond because I need that. And when we don't get that, our body responds. Well, we can train our, ourselves to say, I'm not, I have no expectation of this outcome. Whatever happens is in my best interest. You can stay in that high vibrational state. And you start to attract the things to you, these opportunities, even more so than simply creating a bias to see the opportunities. Now yeah. you start to notice this magnetic attraction. Yeah. So that's really interesting because I also wanted to ask, what about all of the things that we tell ourselves that either are not true or don't serve us. Like, for example, I might tell myself that I am not good at sports. It's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily based on anything. How do I, you know, when that negative thought or that thought which is not consistent with the person I want to become enters my brain, how do I bat that away and how do you do it in a way that it becomes yeah habitual what how do you let go of the things that don't serve you and aren't part of your your new journey again for me i had to play to my logical mind and say <laughs> okay you know the, how do how do i just get my belief on board very quickly one yeah. example I give people is if you have an app in your phone, but it's in a specific location, more likely than not, you've created a habit of picking up your phone and going straight to the app. Well, if I move the location of that app to a different folder, I will still go to that old app and then I'll go to the new location. And so this yeah. is just about neural pathways. If you created a neural pathway to get to the app originally, but it's no longer there. So you need to create a new neural pathway. And eventually you cut out the middleman because we're energetically optimized. So we want to make it as easy as possible. We'll just go to the new location. This is the same thing as our thoughts. We'll, we'll definitely just keep going to this thought of I'm really bad at sports. Okay. When we're there, we're saying, that's not what I want to have anymore. I want to break this neural pathway. So I need to have something on deck for me to then affirm something different. And so whenever that thought comes up, because I have a thought on deck, also, I always recommend affirmations be somewhat closely related to your current belief system or, or thoughts because, again, this is persuasion. So taking a big yeah. leap is going to be more of a struggle. But I'm, I'm pretty good at sports. We'll start there. So whenever we say I'm bad, it's like, I'm pretty good at sports. I can run a little bit. 
I'm bad sports. I'm pretty good at sports. I can run a little bit. Before you know it, you have the new neuropathway and you no longer have this old thought. Maybe once in a blue moon it pops up, but you already know how to reprogram your brain. And then it breaks away because there's no use of it. In the same way, if you're right-handed, you'll start losing abilities in your left hand uh, because it's just, there's no purpose in it. So there's, for me, it's just, oh, I have this thought. Okay, well, do I want to keep having this thought? Because if I accept it and I hang on to it, then it's just going to keep coming. Or do I want to say, that's not it. What's a different thought I'd prefer to have? Then I have this new thought. And then whenever I have the old thought, just go right over to the new thought. And it's just a gentle gentle training. Because one of the other key mistakes people make is they get so hard on themselves. They, They tell themselves they're lazy. They're not doing this right. They can't let go of thoughts, whatever those may be. It's just, it's not serving you to, to have those feelings because you're, that's not helping you reprogram or, you know, retrain yourself to have a different set. So you just, you have no other option at this point. It's either you do it or you don't, but then you can't complain about it because you know that's what have to do. So it's either do the work or don't. And that's up to you as the creator. Yeah. So you talk a lot about money manifestate money manifestation. And I want to talk about that because doesn't everybody want to know how they can manifest more abundance into their life. And, um, we spoke once and you said that you, you wanted all of this money, but actually what you were doing and what you were manifesting was spending, you know, you were imagining your dream home and all of the things that require spending money rather than focusing your attention on things that would create abundance. So can you just walk me through that a little bit, how you make that switch and how you catch yourself when you see yourself, you know, you know, manifesting spending or manifesting scarcity rather than abundance. There's a, there is a couple of different layers. One, I share with you my experience with my mother. She would jot down how she was spending her lottery winnings. <laughs> so we okay. struggled financially growing up. And um, every time, you know, whenever she had a free moment, that was how she would escape the reality of what her financial situation was. And I didn't realize it then, but she had trained her brain to look for ways to spend from spend money instead of looking for ways to be a creator of money. Because we live in a world where money is, you know, provides a certain amount of uh, freedom for us. And I, because I'm an evolution of my mother, my parents, and, you know, the world that I, the community I grew up in, I struggled financially. And it wasn't until I realized, oh, I've, my brain is trained to see ways to spend money and how I always have something to spend. I was trained to always see dollar signs of things around me instead of one being grateful that I have a house to look over my head, you know, instead of, of, instead of spending the money and and, and focusing my attention of how am I going to work this business? What's something that's, what's something that's a value that someone will pay money for. So all of my focus and attention is just constantly looking at how I can spend money just around me. Because again, I have a bias of ways to spend money around me. The other thing that was happening was I was attached to money. So that yeah. when I say, oh, that's going to cost this, well, I don't want to lose that money. So I have like an attachment and then I'm in that low vibrational frequency of 
when I see something that needs repair in my home because I'm attached to money because I'm afraid of losing it and I think I need this to survive because there's no additional flow of money coming in, well, now I'm feeling like, oh, no, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling um, scared, worried, fearful that now I'm going to have to spend this money and then I'm not going to have money for other things. We had our electric shut off. We had moments where there, there wasn't a ton of food in the fridge. So I always sort of went like, okay, if I spend this, what happens? And I would always go to past experiences of worst case scenario, which was keeping me in that feeling of low vibration instead of looking at a repair in my house. And instead of seeing the hole, seeing the roof over my head and feeling grateful and staying in the high vibrational frequency, and then focusing my attention on ways to create money so that the financial abundance could flow into my life. And I just, I didn't realize how I just kept getting myself stuck in spending money and attaching myself to money and just creating an incredible block for myself. There's no way for me to spot money if I'm focused on how it's leaving me. Because I just, and there's plenty of opportunities. This is the lifting of the veil. There's plenty of opportunities for me to make money, especially nowadays, post COVID. I mean, there's an abundance of opportunities for, to create revenue streams for people. But if you're spending so much time thinking, you know, scrolling through Instagram, we're getting sold to all the time. More likely than not, you have a spending mentality because you're con. I believe it's over 5,000 ads per day. We're constantly being told we need to spend our money. We're constantly put being put into a low vibrational uh, frequency state of fear of this is happening. World War three is coming. You know, there's yeah. all sort of things that are around us. So we're conditioned and we're trained to be fearful, to want to spend our money. It's no wonder, you know, what is it? 70% of the population lives paycheck to paycheck or is struggling financially it makes sense why that would be happening. So now we're saying, okay, we don't want to create that reality anymore. We don't want to have the thoughts of of fear uh, constantly around us. We don't want to have the thoughts of ways to spend our money. So I have, whenever I have a money spending thought again, just like the whole sports scenario, what's a money earning thought. And just for the sake of of thinking of incredible ideas to, to make money. So if I'm say, if I'm having a money spending thought of, I have to make a a home repair, I can have a money earning thought of, I could sell something on Facebook marketplace. You know, I have this, a treadmill that I haven't used in this moment along. I'll get rid of that. That's money. Okay. So now my brain starts to look for opportunities to receive money instead of opportunities to spend money. But it's a, it's a block if you're not allowing things to flow into you and you're constantly pushing out and you're just stopping as things come in. Yeah. It does make so much sense when you talk about how much we are being sold to on a day-to-day level, how many opportunities throughout the day we have to convince ourselves that we need to spend money. It makes sense. Um, But talking about money and your personal manifestation around money, last year you were manifesting 10K months at your agency, a book deal, and a relationship. (laughs) So I wanted to ask how that's all going for you now. Good. So we hit... 40k in March already, which is fantastic. Wow! Yeah, and that actually came from I have a business partner, and he had an inspired action idea. And he doesn't—he's not into manifestation the same way I am. I share affirmations for us all the time. Um, but he, he had an inspired action idea and just within two days took action on it. 
And that brought in 20,000 just like within the uh, over 20,000 in the matter of three days of like going, going through the sales calls and everything. These inspired action thoughts, I, I pegged this as intuition. Okay. Because Again, our purpose, we are designed to expand, grow, and learn. So when you have a thought of, oh, this might be something, we are designed to want to expand, learn, and grow. So when you have these thoughts of, oh, before anything else get invo- gets involved, behind the scenes, because I believe it's only approximately 7% of us is conscious awareness, uh, what we're consciously processing, It already is working out in your favor. This is why they say like the universe is working out for you. We're part of the universe. We're designed to want to expand. So when you have these like, oh, that might be something, take those as often as possible because you'll very likely just get there much quickly. Yeah. I'm still reprogramming myself to lean into my intuition. I didn't trust myself. I think a lot of women tend to not trust themselves because we're constantly told what to do. Schools are terrible in that that regard because they're training us not to trust ourselves or not to be exploratory or not to be curious about things. You have to ask particular questions. And if you ask the wrong question, it's stupid. And if you dress a particular way, you shouldn't be doing that. So then we're suddenly like, okay, well, how do I just at the very least fit in? I'm completely shut down from intuition because we've, we've been reprimanded for leading into it of stepping into a puddle to figure out what happens the puddle, uh, all of yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so then I have the book and I'm working, I'm actually going, when we got the call, I'm working on that writing of it. All of my, one thing that I would love to share is I have an affirmations tab on my website and it has uh, audio affirmations for financial abundance, for entrepreneurship, for relationships and love. And then from there, it goes to eBooks. So I've already done eBooks and selling of eBooks. So technically we're there, but my intention is to take all of those sales and then take that to a publisher and have an agency publish the, the full book of Unlocking Power of Manifesting. I have a... Um, a representative that's helping me on that path. And now I'm, I'm leaning more into speaking engagements, which is why I'm here today. So this is a part of my manifestation and hiding yeah. that. And in regards to a relationship, and I find this to be the funniest one, because when I started that, that manifestation, I had met somebody and everything was good. And then about a month in, I was like, I need to set my standard of I'm, I'm in a relationship with somebody. So I had a conversation with him and was like, I, you know, I want to have a label on this. And he said, no. And we ended the relationship Mm -hmm. without dating somebody after, but new year's, he came back around. He was like, Hey, you know, how are you? Happy new year. And I was like, Hey, how are you? He's like, Oh, someone was mentioning intentions. And I thought of you. I was like, oh, do you mm-hmm. set any intentions for the new year? And he was like, yeah, I would love to speak about them in person. And so now we're dating now. But it's one of those things of that was me creating my reality. Had I just settled to be with somebody who didn't want the same things as me, I would have been creating a reality yeah. where I was settling for things that I didn't want instead of saying, this is my standard. This is what I'm creating. The timeline I'm on where I'm in a relationship and somebody wants to be in a relationship with me. They don't want to date me casually. And so I had to stay mm-hmm. with that. Eventually people rise up into your timeline to help you co-create that reality. But I'll never get there if I expect or if I accept less than what I want to create for myself. This is the same as yeah. if, if I want to create a reality where I earn $100,000 a year and I'm accepting $80,000 a year, well, that's because I'm creating it. I've accepted that. I need to set the standard of, no, I'm worth 100. 
okay, I need to have this conversation. And then I'm somebody who embodies that version of myself, who asks for it, who knows it with confidence, yeah. I have a belief and then goes after it or goes to another company where I'm actually earning that um, income. So about setting the standards. So all good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Congratulations. You've yeah, you. <laughs> you've done it. You manifested your reality. I was also um, listening yesterday to um, one of your affirmations, recorded affirmations. It was a money one. And, <laughs> and today I had lunch with somebody and I had an inspired thought. That's what you called it, right? An inspired right. And so yeah, I thought, yeah. So, when it, you have the intuition, it just pings you because you, it's in alignment. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's something that I'm trying to practice more, but I also have to stop myself from being really weird about it. Like, you know, <laughs> sitting, sitting cross-legged and turning on music and, you know, keeping my energy really stable while I, chant these vibrations to myself. And I know, you know, rationally that that's not necessary. I just need to train myself to, um, to speak to myself better, basically. Um, but yeah, I do uh, it. I listen to it in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth and my coffee's being made and I'm feeding my pets. I listen to the evening when I'm brushing my teeth and washing my face. I, I move slower when I find that I'm moving and like I'm in a low vibrational state because I'm attached mm -hmm. to something. I move more slowly. I breathe. I take a time out. I take naps very often. <laughs> um, because okay. when you're creating something different for yourself, so all of, even that thought work, is it, it, it requires more energy. You're going to get tired. This is like a willpower thing. And eventually you'll run out of energy to convince yourself otherwise. So take time to take a nap. Just move slowly. Shut out for just some time. Give yourself the grace of saying, communicating with family and friends, say, listen, I'm really working on creating something different for myself. So I'm, I'm going to be moving slower. Please, you know, be gracious with me. This is, I request the time. Anybody who doesn't respect that, you know, obviously that's not on you but really yeah. set the the tone around you move slowly and intentionally give yourself time for breaks because that you are using up more effort than you are when you're moving when you're doing things on autopilot because we're energetically optimized these yeah. things just happen very naturally i equate this to a whirlpool um, you can just very easily float in a whirlpool and you move quite fine. But when you want to change the direction of the whirlpool, you're pushing much harder. You're using up a lot more energy and it will take time before that gets going in the other direction. And it will take time for it to be a strong current. But when you get there, then you're just floating and it's very easy. So just yeah. give you time, a short period of time where you're just, you know, you're in the zone you're, you're grateful. You're kind to yourself because again, shame, low vibration, guilt, late you know, frustration, all that's low vibration. You want to stay out of that space. So just create a, a, a nice little cocoon for yourself because as uh, the universal law, there's everything has gestation period. This new shift yeah. is going to take a gestation period. So we talked a little bit at the beginning about purpose because you said that you don't necessarily believe that we have each of us have these grand purposes inside us and, and actually what we're optimized for is, is expansion, survival and growth. But it's interesting to me because you've built now this business around, you learned something yourself about the power of manifestation. And now you've built a business around helping other people achieve that. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you have 
any sense of purpose in this impact that you're creating on your community? I feel purposeful in how I've been able to grow and and in myself. And when I was searching for my purpose, a little bit of context might be helpful. When I was searching for my purpose, I don't know if you know who Jay Shetty is. Yes. But I was doing his quizzes and then I was I was always looking for things outside of me to tell me what I should be doing, what my purpose is. And so I scanned my my friends and family and asked how I impact them and how I add value to them. And I wrote down marketing as something that I did very well and thought, oh, I mean, this is my purpose to be to, you know, to have a marketing agency. Not realizing that that was me attaching to my identification of being somebody who's really good at marketing instead of simply saying, I, you know, I can learn more here and I'm interested in this. And so I'm just leaning into that expansion of my own personal growth. The same in manifestation for me, because I believe all of our purpose is simply expansion. I'm not attached to being a manifestation coach or being somebody who writes about manifestation. I'm just simply doing it because I get to, I I was told when I was young that I wasn't very good at at writing, but I was very good at math. And now here I am saying, Oh, maybe, maybe that's not true. Let me see how I can develop that skill. And it's a fun, Mm -hmm. it's fun for me to to write more often. It's fun for me to be a better public speaker and, and to be better at pausing and to feel that sense of intrinsic reward, which we, they talk about atomic habits of then that develops the habit of being a a learner. And I believe this also goes back to this, again, evolution of what I do ripples out to the world around me. So what my capabilities are is in other people's capabilities. And even more important for me is my daughter's capabilities. So however Mm -hmm. far I can get them along the line by working on myself, they'll be even farther. They'll go further than me. They'll be better people than me, 150%. (laughs) But based off of what I've created, this this foundation I've created for them, and then their children will be an extension of them. So like in the same way that Michael Jordan, his purpose wasn't to play basketball. His purpose was to use his talents and what he was good at and to grow in himself, grow with talents, feel good about himself, then go on to philanthropic endeavors. And when we attach to say, I'm a basketball player, my purpose is to play basketball. What happens when you no longer have that capability? You're feeling sad because that you attach to that and we're designed to feel these low vibrational feelings when we attach to something and it's no longer there. So you're better off even just going to this universal purpose because we are part of the universe designed Mm -hmm. to expand and grow of just having this one purpose of how can I expand and grow today? How can I be better than I was yesterday? How can I be better than I was this past moment? And that it gets you to the next one. Then you're no longer trying to be strategic about where you're going. You're just growing. And you the abundance that pops up around you of you couldn't even imagine the incredible things that are available to you or that you could possibly be doing because you you don't have the awareness to say, oh, this should happen. You know, you yeah. just you could never imagine it. So you let go of attachment to a specific purpose and you are in alignment with the universe of the universal purpose of this expansion and growth. And that in itself is like, okay, now I can be safe. I just know that I am evolving as a species and I am a part of this universe. And when I lean into intuition, I'll be better off because that's, it's happening beneath the surface of something I'm already designed to do. As I've been listening to you, something that um, has really struck me is how much this is a practice in being present. Um, because a f- 
very good friend recently said to me, because I was worrying about something, and she said to me, Elena, you either live in the past or the future, but you're not in the present. You need to just get comfortable being where you are. And I do think that there's so much truth in that. And just what you were saying um, earlier, that if you if you lean into the fact and if you accept the fact that you're constantly growing and you think about how you can grow a little bit more today, then that creates a pattern and a habit. And you don't know where it will take you, but it will take you somewhere that's exciting and abundant because that's the belief that you've created, that new things are possible every day. So what are you manifesting right now for yourself? I'm manifesting speaking engagements and the the formal book, uh, not the ebook version, and of just manifesting and, and bringing the message because it, it gave me so much freedom. I'm, oh gosh, I'm also manifesting more children. So I'd like to... I'm, oh remarried and have more children. It just feels like an expansion point for me and really stepping into that because there's a a part of me that's saying, Oh, you already have two children or you're getting, I'm 33. It's like, Oh, well you've done it. You know, you can just go and do other things. It's too much work. And I just, you know, I just feel it. And I'm, I'm, I I think as women, sometimes we're, we're made to sort of doubt again, that, that urge. And I just, I feel like it's necessary. So that's what I'm leaning into now. Oh, well, good luck with that. And thank you so much for your time, Brittany. I've really enjoyed this chat. It's definitely been an eye-opener, but I also like the way that you talk about it so logically. You know, (laughs) I was once a skeptic. I understand, at least cognitively, the power of manifestation. But only recently have I started to practice it, and and we'll see where it goes. So thank you so much for your time and... um, and all of your teaching. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. This chat was a huge lesson for me in expansion and growth. And I've since actively started trying to catch myself when I go down a negative thought spiral and redirect. I found I'm getting much better at staying in the present. And I'm also much more grateful for what I have. Try it. It definitely won't hurt. And who knows what kind of abundance you might be able to attract into your life. Brittany runs a number of manifestation coaching programs, which you can find out more about through her Instagram and her podcast. The links to all of this are in the show notes. And you'll hear from me again next week. Bye.